You are listening to Skip Intro. I'm Lee Chui Lin. In the studio with me, Ian McNally and Bahe Yusuf. We're talking today about the Japanese Film Festival. Uh, it is in its 16th run um, and it has a whole bunch of films included in it. We are, however, going to be focusing on just a pair uh, for today, although we'd also like to hear from you about uh, whether you've taken a look at the lineup, whether you're interested in any. Uh, but for now, we're starting with this guy. Final Fantasy. Um, so you just had a little bit of the trailer for Brave Father Online. Um, does it go on to say our story of Final Fantasy? 14. 14? It does. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so that, I guess, tells you a little bit about what it's about. Um, take it away. Um, so it's actually based upon uh, the Dad of Light uh, TV series, which is actually on Netflix as well. And it's about a guy called Aiko, who's hardworking and distant father. Um, he never really gets to know his father. He's always hard- working at the office and traveling. And thanks to the wry sense of humor this movie has, he's not playing golf for work. He's practicing his flattery for the golf course to flatter his clients. It's a cute little moment for that. Um, he suddenly quits his job and is listless around the house. So to try and get to know his father better. The only way that Aiko knows how to do this is to buy him a PlayStation 4 and a copy of Final Fantasy XIV, which is an online role-playing game, and try and get his dad into this without telling him that the character his dad is running into in the game world is, in fact, him, and building a friendship through that. And it's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> is it catfishy? It sounds a little Look, catfishy. I was, I was it's watching like the it, good side of catfishy. Yeah, because <laughs> as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, an American Hollywood studio would just make this about a catfish movie mm. and will just sort of ruin what is potentially this sweet idea behind, uh, behind the movie, I think. Um, yeah. I think it's... It's sweet. It's sweet. It's uh, it's a it's quite a nice movie to watch on a just like a weeknight evening. Um, yeah, they I think they use all the in-game footage they use, think, yeah. they, but they voice it all, so it's not just like lots of people typing in Japanese, which would yeah. be very very tiring. I was I was surprised at how much Final Fantasy game footage there was. There's yeah. a lot of it. Like I would say, probably close to fifty fifty of this movie is either Final Fantasy footage, or you know footage of the father staring at a computer and him staring at a computer and Aiko himself staring at a computer. So. His, the actor who plays his dad is actually, like, he's completely stone-faced the whole movie. Almost. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an amazing piece of acting to do that. But they do use the game quite well. You know, they, they do bits and pieces with um, the emotes the characters can do to kind mm. of emphasize the conversations. Aiko has to constantly be trying to hide his game in his room from his father because like, the, the father's constantly asking questions about, like, how do I talk? He hasn't mm. got a keyboard. I have stopped playing. Why? Because it got cold and I didn't know how to change my coat and I was embarrassed. Mm. And weird little things like that happen. And it is kind of just going on with this kind of humorous thing. You do see um, a little bit more Japanese life with Aiko's work at an ad agency. The thing about his partner, Yoshi, yeah. and like trying to figure out what the hell is sizzle. Yeah, that was People's clients are always like, hmm, needs more sizzle. And he's just losing his mind over everyone talking about sizzle. 
And they show a little bit of the relationships developing there as well. It does take a narrative left turn coming to the end. Uh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it's a n- massive left turn. I think it's. I think what it does at the end is what the movie needed. Yeah. Like I would be really dull if just one day Aiko comes down and goes, you know, that person you've been playing with all yeah. day. It's been me. Ha <laughs> ha You know. Yeah. It, it needed. It needed a thing to happen, and I, and I think I was waiting throughout the movie for a. You know, quote unquote, thing to happen. It's in that sense, it's something that you, you mentioned it just before we got into recording. Ian, it's it's very slice of life. Yeah, which I guess is fine. <laughs> well, I mean, so I was looking through um, kind of the lineup, right, and the various synopses of the different movies, and they all seem very twisty. Meaning, um, they all seem da 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 da, da twist. Yeah. You know, that that yeah. seems to be the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess I'm curious whether. Um, before the twist comes, whether it's worth watching. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like cause if, if you're hinging an entire movie on waiting on like the, the 90 minute twist, yeah. it's a bit difficult. I think also like this movie feels a little bit like the cinematic version of Mumblecore. Yeah, right. I, I was going to say, like, yeah. An awful lot of Aiko's responses are just like staring at people, yeah. uh, shocked. Or, and, uh, or just, hmm. Yeah. Just like being surprised and like, grunting. The and mother and the sister are the only two characters who really act like normal people. I mean, everyone around them acts like normal people, but you can see the son and the dad. I guess they're, I'm just thinking this is probably intentional that they're both not great with communicating. Yeah. So that it does have that weird feel of like, you know, you're just not quite getting what you should be getting. But then the end happens and it's kind of a, it's tied up in a nice little bow that kind of moves things forward. And it did. I got emotional near the end. Uh, I think I well I didn't it get swept it me up on it. I'm, I'm not really for me, but I think it's it's a slice of life film. It's not going. It's not action packed. It's not going to be, ha ha ha. It's not exciting. It's it's really just watching uh, a family sort of a characters sort of interact or don't interact with each other as is the premise of this movie and and I think that's what the movie is. Well, both movies that uh, you guys have seen are parent-inflected because the other one's called Lying to Mom, uh, mm. which has a pretty interesting premise. Do you want to take us through it? Um, so lying to mom is, uh, I guess, in some ways, is actually quite different from uh, from the Final Fantasy one. In that, uh, it's essentially the story of a hikikomori. I think, if I'm pronouncing yep. that right, um, who is uh, essentially uh, a, a shut-in. Um, so he stays at home with his. He and his family are living together. Um, one day, essentially, uh, this is not a spoiler, I don't think, but he commits suicide. Uh, the mother then goes into a fit to try and save him. She passes out and uh, and then essentially wakes up later uh, with everybody lying to her about where this where her son has been. Um, it's a it opens with the suicide. So it's very Intense. shocking. Mm. It's it's shocking because I didn't read the I didn't watch the trailer, I didn't read anything of the synopsis. And you know, it opens up, it's him he's cleaning out his room and then suddenly in the background you just see him do what he does. And it's just it really sets you back. You go like, whoa. Um But I think with this one it's slightly more, I think, problematic in storytelling form because 
they really could have made it a dark comedy. They could have played with it a little bit because essentially everybody else lies to the mother about where her son is. Uh, everybody says like, oh, your your son's... Uh, the the son has has actually left home and has gone to Argentina to work at a prawn farm. So why prawns? <laughs> because her brother has a side business as a prawn farmer in Argentina. Oh, okay. So it's not a lie, yeah. but they lie about the fact that the son's there. It sounds a little bit like a more serious version of Goodbye Lenin. Have you heard that movie where I think the mother is in a coma and then the Russia, the USSR falls and then when she comes back out, oh, she's, she's going to have right. a shock. Yeah. So they basically slowly fake yeah, the fact that yeah. communism hasn't fallen. Yeah. It's But it's not funny. I think yeah. that's that, there's, a, there's a couple of really sweet, cute moments where... For example, the uncle sort of gets uh, gets one of his um, one of his employees in Argentina to send the, the mother letters about how he's doing, and and the, the mother just goes, "Huh? He really just all all he really wants to talk about is prawns in Argentina, <laughs> you know." And then they they you know he talks about you know Che Guevara is big in Argentina, so so the uncle sends himself. T-shirts with Che Guevara on it, to, and then so the mother gets a T-shirt. Everybody gets a T-shirt with Che Guevara on it. Right. Uh, they send back like Argentina football jerseys. You know, uh, they get random Argentinians to do a f- video for the mother talking about the son, but the son's never shown up. N- never shows up because he's apparently very shy. Right. So it they could have really amped up the funny in those bits, right? Yeah. And it, they don't. And I think I just didn't feel that was enough. Um, but I think again, this is like like what. You, you said, Ian, this is very slice of lifey in yeah. the sense that it's not a comedy, it's not a black comedy, it's not drama, it's not, you know, it's not heart-wrenching sadness. It's sort of in right in the middle of all those emotions and 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 it's different. It's in a, in storytelling form from, from like a Hollywood film when you know you watch it, you go, oh, they're going to really take emotions up to 11. They're going to make this either really funny, yeah. really sad, they're going to put too much salt on everything. This one is just sort of like really, really just middle ground in an interesting way. Interesting. It sounds flattish. Like, did you find it? Like, did it, oh, did it, it have... It is super flat, but it's not in a boring sort of way. It's just that's... that's it's what, the style. Yeah, that's yeah. the style. Even, I, I didn't unfortunately have time to get all the way through, but even just seeing the, the beginning yeah. is like five minutes long. Not the actual what happens, just him like pottering around the room yeah. for 10 minutes first. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... And it's the beginning, opening 10 minutes. So I'm I'm pottering around as well, like trying to find a seat. <laughs> you know, I'm just like putting down my drink and getting the, getting the pillow ready. And then I look up and he goes, whoa, he's... Hanging. That happened. That yeah. happens. Um, All right. So it's yeah. It's it's very much like it's it's um, meditative. I in guess camera work in in directing. It's just and again when I say slow, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that that's what they meant it to be. Yeah, and I yeah. guess it's kind of what the Japan Foundation, who runs the JFF, wants to do with these movies, which is to get across. Japanese culture overall. So there is a wide range, and we didn't get to see any of the other ones, but they are all available. At your GSC cinemas this weekend, I think. That's right. So um, the festival will be running from the 5th to the 11th of September at GSC Mid Valley, Wanudama, Pavilion KL, New Central. And then it moves on up to Padang uh, on the 12th uh, to 15th, then to JB from the 19th to the 22nd. And finally, it's going to be closing off uh, in Kuching and Kota Kinabalu from the 3rd to the 6th of October. Uh, so there is, like we said, 
a long list of films. Um, if you are interested in uh, in any of them, let, let us know what they are, actually. What are the ones that are catching your attention? Uh, WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY and write us at movies at bfm.my. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. Hello, it is Skip Intro with Lynn, Ian and Bahe. We're talking today about the Japanese Film Festival. Um, again, a gentle reminder, it is happening, uh, running from the 5th to 11th of September at GSE Mid Valley, Wanutama, Pavilion, KL, New Central, and then it moves on to other states. But if you are planning to catch it and you're in the Klang Valley, then now's your chance pretty much. So earlier, we heard the guys talking about Brave Father Online, our story of Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, just a regular short title, yep. um, and as well as Lying to Mom. Um, but like we said, there are a list of other films um, that have come as part of the 2019 program. And um, actually, all the titles are as great. I mean, a banana <laughs> at this time of night like is just one sample of Can what I, you yeah. have. I also tried to look up uh, the trailer for that one. Not easy. <laughs> YouTube kept giving me pictures of bananas and, and how bananas are healthy and, at and this time of apparently night, at any right. time of night. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was one. I think... There are quite a few that I've heard that uh, I've heard uh, sort of mixed things. So for example, bento harassment is supposed to be quite amusing. Yeah, that sounds um, kind of interesting. So I'll just quickly read out a little bit of what the uh, the Japanese Film Fest uh, press release you know describes it as. Uh, Kaori is a single mother, and she raises her high school daughter Futaba, who is in a rebellious phase and ignores her mother. Kaori decides to take measures to communicate with her daughter and also get some revenge by creating messages in her daughter's bento meals. So that sounds like fun. Yeah, I want to see what these messages are. Yeah, just like I want to know what the measures are. It just sounds yeah. very foreboding when your mom says, "I'm going to take measures Decides to communicate to take measures with you." To communicate, yeah, yeah, that was quite a challenge. Yeah, um, I'm quite intrigued by um, when I get home. My wife always pretends to be dead. Yeah, another short title. Another yeah, great yeah. title. Another deeply descriptive yeah. name of a film, but yeah. um, it's about a man who seems to constantly find his wife at home. Uh, when he comes home, he constantly finds his wife who has feigned death yes. um, and after some time he starts to wonder about the strange habit and I think worry a little bit about what it means and and I like the idea of that because um, I think I, I've seen not much Japanese cinema I think right. I, I've talked about Japanese cinema more than I've seen it mm. um, but there are certain and, and I've read I think more Japanese literature than I've watched Japanese cinema but there's always that element of um, I think what we're talking about like meditative mm. um, slightly slightly off kilter but also not quite very like normalised surrealism you know yeah, yeah that kind of quality normalised surrealism is a great way of putting it that's I how think. it feels so yeah. this this seems very much to fit into that partly because um, the photo that's been supplied yeah. in the press release is of a woman um, sticking her head into what looks like a stuffed alligator or yes <laughs> yes exactly so I mean for that for that still alone, I would watch this film. Yeah, and I think... Even the movies we talked about earlier, this as well, they're like tiny acts of rebellion in what seems to be a very regimented society. Yeah. And it's not even rebellion against anything. It's just acting out in some way. Yeah, I think acting out is an is, is quite an amusing way of putting it because <laughs> they're not, you know, it's not a, a, an us against the man. It's not about us against the rigid societies. Uh, you know, of the workplace and all that. It's just about, yeah, I'm just going to feign death every day yeah. and see what happens, you know? Yeah. It is weird looking through these lists because 
I thought the Final Fantasy thing was a documentary, and you can look at that, like, reading the synopses of these, half of them feel like that. Like, there's another one, my dad is a heel wrestler. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his dad wears a cockroach match, match, yeah. uh, mask and wrestles as a, as, a, as a heel, as a bad guy. But that, I don't know if that's a drama or a documentary. <laughs> I find it amusing how many... Um, how many pieces there are that seem to focus on music? Because um, there's mm. a whole section about bands and mm. about, yep. Um, yep. you know, and, and I like that that's a strength, I feel, of the Japanese film festival is to bring in a really nice, diverse um, collection of films because you've got your slightly dark, you know, um, shocking hanging mm. kind of mm. films and then you've got some that look to be Straight up rom coms, yep. uh, and then you have like you have ones that that are those sort of gentle musical things, you know, just the I have a dream, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I quite like that. I like the variety of the selection, yeah. And I think a lot of these, the two that I've seen for this round, and and even just reading this, it feels a lot like, um, you know, when we're talking about, it feels very slice of lifey. It feels it's a little bit like Inside Lewin Davis, that that movie by the Coens, mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's sort of nothing happens, <laughs> you know. Lewin Davis doesn't become a rock star. How dare you? There's a cat. <laughs> no, it's amazing. <laughs> I love the movie. The soundtrack is the best. I had to pre-order the vinyl directly from the US. But my point you didn't is that have to. no, they, they, weren't, they weren't making it here. My point is, it was, it's not even on Spotify. The album, really? yeah. So, so that's why I had to order it. Anyway, my point is, nothing happens. There's no big thing, right? Yeah. It's not a star is born. It's, there's no dramatic tension. There's no fall. There's no nothing. He has this cat he has to look after. He just goes through New York, sleeps on people's couches, and you know goes for auditions and plays music. It's a lot of their Japanese films feel like that. Just mm. uh, this is an everyday occurrence if it means my son's committing suicide. But it's like, it's fine. The camera work, the directing isn't dramatizing any of these situations. Mm. I would be super curious um, if, uh, would you guys, do you think that there would be value in a Japanese film festival that drags up, like that, that brings up new movies the way these are? Mm. I mean, most of them are 20... I think 2018. The is 2018. Yeah. yeah, 2018. Oh, there's one from 2015. But they they're still relatively new. Um and because when we were talking about this this show, right? The show that we're currently doing, um and we were thinking about Japanese films, a lot of them come from very specific pockets. Like there there's the whole Kurosawa era mm. and then you've got um you know sort of the 2000 kind of your resurgence yeah exactly and then there was the anime you know moments correct yeah and I'd be really interested to know um, kind of or rather to see that spectrum Mm. because this is very new you know it's very new there's no anime there's no anime, no, but I think which is I think that, that's yeah, intentional. They, that's they intentional. I think yeah. I think anime gets 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 yeah, yeah quite a lot. I think films like this will never you know no distributor will touch it with a ten foot pole. I think and, and there's I only think that's sad. There's only one period piece, so mm. I, I'm just interested to see kind of that shift between what Japanese filmmakers are interested in from then to now, mm. you know, and just all those various spikes. So hey, Japan Foundation, free idea in case you were thinking about doing <laughs> yeah. anything. Have a historical program. Yeah, mm. just like uh, you know, it's it's nice to see a. A, a you know like a growth thing, right? Like go through the 
the the the progression of Japanese cinema mm. essentially history. I and, think so. Also yeah. because I think we know not we know more about Japanese life now than we did back then. Yeah. You know, there was a time where they weren't as open to the world. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting transition. Anyway, just <laughs> just throwing up free ideas, guys. Just doing that. Um, let us know whether you are planning to go to the Japanese film festival, but also let us know your favorite Japanese films. I mean, are there ones that we absolutely should watch? Um, are there ones that you would like to hear us talk about on the show? WhatsApp us at zero one eight. 789 Tweet us at skipintromy, write us at movies at bfm.my. 